Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where we give you a regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. Yo, dude. What up? How are you, buddy? Rocking a mullet, apparently. You are rocking. <laughs> keep saying you it. Like, I mean, I will actually rock one if you want. Oh, it is just quite long in the back. If you could go for the, the classic Aussie shave back and sides. Oh, that'd be disgusting. Party at the back, all business at front. That would be, be disgusting. a delight. That'd be so good. I mean, it is getting real long. That's <laughs> what... I, I sent my partner like a pic- eight months. They're not eight months, four months nah. of no haircut. Yeah, I sent my partner a picture just now, and it was so I, I got trimmed just this afternoon. Yeah, and it was one before and one after, and it was like, Night this is day. a Neanderthal man <laughs> versus like a modern man. Sure. It was seriously like a chode. My hair had gone way wider than it was long. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean that's your mind grows down, yours grows out. <laughs> What's been happening, buddy? What you been up to? Um. You know, same, same. Um, oh, I'm sorry, to... I do this every week. Before we start, yeah. we'll be time codes in the description. You time go. codes, description. That click, one. Click amongst you it. Can go, you can go wherever you want. Um, you have to listen to us bantering about haircuts for no apparent reason. I really want to get one, though. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about last week at the beginning? It was um, something music. I can't remember. It was music. We, we were talking music about... makes you listen to music. <laughs> it, wanna... wasn't, it wasn't that song. It was a certain type of music. Uh, slow ballads, that was it. Oh, rock ballad. Why were we talking about rock ballads? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, what have you been up to? Buddy, what's been happening? I uh, I watched a bit of The Green Mile. Oh, I was just trying to be nice. Chat away. Yeah. So how, how you are doing? you? I, oh. well, I mean, same thing. <laughs> this is what I've been doing, bro. I watched a bit of The Green Mile. Didn't really? finish it. How do, you, how do you not finish The Green Mile? That's quite an intense... I, I was down, but Gil like, got mad at me for something and ran off. And I was like, well, this is one we were supposed to like, watch off. together. <laughs> she, she just ran off and like was on her instagram <laughs> phone thing and i was like all right i guess i'll just watch archer um so i pivoted but we nice. were like dude i was down i was into it i was excited to keep watching i haven't I haven't she's been trying to get me to watch it forever not because i didn't want to just because it like just seems like i know what's gonna happen it's and a deep film yeah it's gonna be just like a bit tiresome like it's quite mentally draining as well yeah that's what i'm at that's one of those movies did we talk about this last week on air or off air because we talked about last week that i'm at the stage where i just don't want to watch depressing movies anymore like, yeah i'm just over it like, I'm not there. I just, after Squid Games, I kind of needed a break. Big time. That's like the main thing. I, I feel like life is quite heavy at the moment yeah. and anything overly heavy, just, I'm just, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Just not right now. Give me something else. So anyway, I watched that. Um, and then what else did I watch? Finished Archer's season. Good. Um, yeah, Recommend. Good. I just wish they had more episodes. Like it's kind of feels like the show that should be doing like 20 episode seasons and does eight. Oh. You know, it just goes by so fast. I just burn through them. I'm just bummed about that. That's about... It's kind of like Rick and Morty. It feels like there should be more of them. There used to be like 14, I'm sure, in like the original season. Archer. Maybe that's part of the reason why. Maybe mm. they like have cut back and I'm just yeah, like, maybe. this is not cool. But that's kind of good though. Like I feel like it was a bit Monster of the Week previously. Or, like, I'm good with of Monster of the Week in a comedy. <laughs> what else okay. do you need? I don't need like this congruent storyline. It could be just like, there could be episodes about but, nonsense. But that's the reason why the... We talked about this. That's the reason why the guy who wrote it didn't want to carry on with the same structure. He went to all these weird, wacky ideas. Yeah, but now he's back to... I honestly reckon... He realized he wasn't making money. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly reckon he should have done Space Archer for longer. Ooh. That was like a fun little sub Didn't see that plot one. one. Yeah. I've not seen it. Anyway, that there's like implications that he might still be in a coma. Oh, really? I don't know. Like he keeps seeing things and like, like out. Ooh. So it's like, what's going on? So we, They're we, leaving that angle open, I think. We talked a little bit off air and maybe even on air 
previously about a show called Life on Mars from the UK. In fact, yeah. it's on my Mount Rushmore. I mentioned it before. Yeah. There's a lot of that in that that TV show where like he'll just snap into this thing where he's like, you, you're questioning if he's in a coma or he's just like seeing shit. And it's, yeah. it's really good. Okay. Better than Archer. <laughs> Archer's pretty good. What else, what else have you been up to? Archer's pretty good, man. I have, other than that, I'm trying to think, like, I kept wa- watching this. His Dark Winter. I've been saying the same shit because oh, yeah. I've been binging, but it's not very... I, I just want to finish it now because I just want to confirm that it's not good. Mm. You know, like, I'm Could pretty you know, sure it's not good, but I just, like, are they going to pull... What does it say on IMDb? Are they going to pull something out of their ass and convince me, <laughs> you know? Well, let's, let's look up the IMDb score while yeah, we're talking. You, you tell me. Is, is it... Tell me more about what's happening because uh, I'm was, never going to watch it. The way that, like, they... I think I just got pissed off at them because, like, they introduced a bunch of lore. 7.9. 7. That's misleading. Ooh. It shouldn't be that high. Oh, it's got R- Ruth Wilson in it. I love her. She Which is in, one's that? She's in Luther. Did you ever watch Luther from the UK? Yeah. She's, she's in that. She's like the... Is she an older Irish lady? No, she's she's young um, young British lady. Hard oh, to, yeah. She's good. Hard to describe. She's, she's a good actress. She's a white chick. She's good. Um, she's, gr- she's great. She's, she's honestly the most intriguing part about it. Okay. But she's... Her and the, her, this, uh, the other guy that uh, we talked about last week. Um, I forget his name. Mr. X, but young. Uh, oh, they're Hathaway. the most intriguing parts yep. about it, and then like they focus on these two kids, and I'm just I'm over the tween thing. They found <laughs> some knife that is I don't know. Wait, opened... James McAvoy's in this. Who? James McAvoy. Yeah, he is, but not enough. He's not in the listing of peoples. Well, Are you sure? Season season one, he is. That's really interesting. Anyway, go on. Um, anyway, he he's very oh, so he he's he's not in it enough and. <laughs> It's very like they, well, you keep laughing. I've done this. This is well. We're not talking about this, but this would be a contender for our um, goofiest IMDb picture if we were talking about his dark materials, which is this guy. <laughs> which is I don't, on the fucking... I don't know how to go. Matt Fraser. It's a dude who looks like he's attached to a like a target. Yeah, a target. So someone can throw knives. Uh, you know, like a, a magician throws knives. Yeah, at a... like the thing they do in uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Um. Anyway, so they, they got to a point where like they were explaining some lore about some knife that is now this thing that this kid can use to open up dimensions, and I was like, "This is just too basic fantasy for me." It's, okay, there's not there's not enough realness in this show. That's what I I realized. So it's drained too heavily into fantasy. Yeah, it's too high fan. Like I don't care about the stupid knife that does a stupid thing. Huh. Like there's got like when you have magic and fantasy, the the stupid knife that does the stupid thing. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's all dumb. When you have, when you have magic and fantasy, like the only time it's like worth doing and cool is when it has a cost. Sure. Like when yeah, it yeah. When, and it's like not predictable. Like you know what I mean? Like it is like a miracle, and it's like holy shit! Like what we probably shouldn't have done that. You know, like we should, probably shouldn't have created these fucking dragons. that are gonna just destroy the world or whatever. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. In uh, in the name of the wind, it's like I won't ruin it for you, but it no, it, please it, don't. It dabbles into that kind of stuff too. It's like okay. not this like thing. It's not like science where it's like a little bit of spice equals a little bit of magic. Like whatever the fuck you know. It's not like this science. They don't make it overly scientific because then it just okay. loses all the appeal. This show. So they, they, don't over, they don't over-humanize the magic side of things, but they, they, they make it clear enough that you can kind of... I don't want to... Like, wh- like, I guess the way I would put it to my fantasy geeks out there is like, <laughs> what can Gandalf actually do? 
Great question. No one knows because it's fucking magic. That's the point. It's fireworks. You're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to understand like, oh yeah, three decibels of his beard means that four decibels (laughs) of his mat. Like, it's not a science experiment. It's supposed to be like this unknown thing. You're on a real rant today, aren't you? Anyway. Are you okay? I am. Are you okay? This show pissed me off. Okay. Obviously. Have you finished it? Uh, no, I hate watching it. Oh, God. <laughs> how many? How many? Left? I've got like four more. Oh my God! Yeah, it sucks. I, I, similarly, I've just I've just given up on Foundation. I've stopped watching it. Is it not good? I don't know, man. Like it's it's middling to bad. I'd say it's worse than Aquaman. It's okay. less exciting. At least Aquaman's got some fun fucking like special effects and stuff. Actually, no, the special effects are good in this. The action, it, there is the action's not existing. There's a couple of cool characters in his Dark Materials that are keeping me in for it. Like, okay. Like actors, and that's about that's literally it. Otherwise, I'd be like, "Fuck this." So if it's like, if you don't even have that, I get it. Mm, I don't like any of the actors like in forty-five his... minute episodes as well. So I'm just like, oh. oh wow. Well, foundations over an hour for most of the episodes. So solid I don't like foundation. Don't like any of the actors thus far. Like, not that they're bad, just that I've just not connected with any of them. Like, I don't yeah. like none of it clicks with me. And I'm like, I like the guy who's the emperor. Who's you know the, the one I told you about last week? Who's uh, they have three clones of him at any one time. A, a yeah. youth. A That's mid- an interesting concept. I will it, give him that. Yeah, it is. I just don't think it's done very well. And the, the guy who plays the in the prime of his life is the guy who plays Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy and um, oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Love him. He's so good. He's and very he, intense. In yeah, that. and he, and he's got like a real like thespian, angry thespian esque nature to him, and it's, mm. it's real good. And like, he, but he does like the subtle moments well as well. But then the rest of it, I'm like, I don't care about that's this. That's literally all yeah. you want. Like, that's all I want to see. I just want to see him. That's all I want. Yeah. What else, man? What else did I watch? I well, funnily enough, you know, you? I, you know, I told you before, I, I don't watch depressing things. Yes. Well, I may have struggled with that over the weekend. So you did like, watch some depressing I did. I, I actually, so I had my first session in the pub, which was fantastic. I went and met some buddies. We went out in Surrey Hills, had a few drinks. It was great. And then I had this exact conversation about not wanting to watch anything depressing but I got home and it was like 7 p.m. I was like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? Like I did the usual flick through all the channels, everything. And I went, you know what? I've had the film Her with Joaquin Phoenix on my list. Depressing? So depressing. I haven't seen it in a while, to be fair. So depressing. I, d- like, I don't remember. Spoilers for Her from 2016 or something. What, what's depressing it about it? It starts with him getting getting divorced and it ends with an AI leaving him. Like it is so fucking depressing. She leaves him? She leaves him in the end. That She... she I thought that he like chooses not to like no so all the AIs that got created to be the the operating systems they all ascend to a higher plane of intelligence where love doesn't matter no no well (laughs) but she's in love with like hundreds Hundreds of thousands of people people she needs needs more yeah Yeah, she and and she can communicate with multiple peoples at once yeah to be honest if it was Scarlett Johansson's voice I'd probably fall in love with it too but uh, yeah, so they so all the AIs decide that they're too intelligent for the plane they're on, and they all they all leave, whatever that means. They, and then he's depressed again. It's like ah, so depressing. Yeah, but it's like an interesting concept. It's not like, such an interesting. Concept. It's not as like, it's not as exhausting as some of the other things that you. No. If you were watching Squid, like that's mentally depressing and exhausting. No, I find that he's such a good actor, Wacken Phoenix, that yeah. I look past a lot of that stuff. And to be honest with you, like I see it in the same vein as like an ex machina, what we talked about not long ago. It it just makes you ask so many questions while you're watching it. And plus yeah. plus in that film, plus Wacken Phoenix's style is bloody amazing. Like that is what I, I, I aspire to one day yeah. of my life to be that hipster. It's fantastic. He's very hipster. He's fantastic in it as well. 
Yeah. I mean, considering he's pretty much just talking to, I mean, himself most of the time, because obviously bloody Scarlett Hansen wasn't there. She just ADR'd on I mean, surely they would have like maybe recorded hers first. You assume then, so. Yeah. Played it to him while he's, yeah, yeah. maybe through the earpiece even, which would be really That useful. would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what else I watched this week. It was the the partners, uh, No Veto Week. Mm-hmm. So do we, you guys do like a whole week? No, 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 no. It was no so, veto it, it's usually the weekend. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll, it's movie time. We don't watch Got movies it. through the week. Got it. Usually, um, and it, we, we picked two of my favorite actors and put them in a film that was terrible. Okay. So, can can you name a film that has both Chris Pine from Star Wars and other th- Star Trek and other things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nerds will hate that. And also Tom Hardy. Yes, it's the one where they're agents dating for trying yes, to date some chick. I don't remember war. the name though. Yeah, this means war. There you go. It was bang average. Like actually, it did have a couple of funny bits in it. There were a couple of bits that made me chuckle. Um, but it was so obvious what was going to happen. Wasn't that good? No, not really. But like, do you want me to ruin it? Like, I don't know. Should I? Don't, should go spoil? ahead. It doesn't really matter. You're probably not going to watch it, it or, it, or yeah. at least pay attention to it. Go ahead. You it. Uh, well, Tom Hardy's character has this really hot ex-wife and a kid with her. And she's not dating anyone. She's not with anyone. She's just kind of there. And the, like the whole purpose of her not being with him is because he's not exciting enough. And then they're, they're fighting over this... this uh, from the, What's her name? That, he's not exciting enough as a secret agent. No, no, no. Because she, she, thinks, he, she thinks he's a travel agent. Uh, so it's, it's like a secret persona. And then when she finds out, she's obviously going to get straight back with him. And that's what happens at the end of the film. And it's like, well, she's obviously going to choose Chris Pine then because... like. He's got a hot ex-wife. Like, there's there's just no... Yeah. There's no conflict here. What are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, that's just your classic crappy rom-com. Yeah, though. but I mean, Tom Hardy's great. Everyone loves Tom Hardy. Uh, that was a movie. We talked about this last week where... We talked about Tom Hardy way too much. Where Tom Hardy wasn't, um, wasn't putting on anything weird or strange accent-wise. He just had his normal British accent. He was just enjoying being in a movie. Just <laughs> being him. I was like, great. You, you're not in that's the Bane you mask. Wanted. You don't need to... <laughs> have a stupid Irish accent like great so it was nice stupid. to see stupid but it was interesting as well though because in the movie my partner and, and this is this is what I, I was confused by this she said she thought that Tom Hardy was better looking than Chris Pine and I was looking at it going I can see that in this movie I think it's like f- bet- f- between five and ten years old I was looking at it thinking oh I can I can see that because young Tom Hardy looks great but if I look at Tom Hardy now and Chris Pine now Chris Pine's aged so much better than Tom Hardy. You reckon? So much better, like a fine red wine. Chris Pine? Yeah. We're talking about the same the guy. The dude who was in Wonder Woman. He aged terribly in no, Wonder he's Woman. he's aged really well. I thought we talked, I think I have you on record on this podcast as saying, man, he has not aged well. <laughs> no, I think he's aged <laughs> really well. When we were watching Wonder Woman. I honestly, I honestly find him super attractive, which is okay. another of my many man crushes. I think that about. Tom Hardy probably does him for me, but... I, they're both good-looking dudes, I guess. Like, I feel like Tom Hardy's got got a bit rough around the edges now. And yeah, he, but it suits him. Okay, he's a rough personality. Sure, that's very yeah. true. He is, and he's yeah. Anyway, there's one other thing I quickly watched, or started to watch. Haven't really got into it yet. It is called Oats Studios, and it is on Netflix. You may have seen the trailer. Um, it is essentially like how to describe it. It's a bit like a Black Mirror. Or, or a love death and robots on netflix which is um essentially a bunch of short stories which don't really go anywhere but they're like clips are all like between like 20 and 
seven minutes long and they're all individual none of them connect to this point anyway mm -hmm. and they're all exploring these weird facets of um the human existence yep. ba basically the first two have been great it's got sigourney weaver in the first one from alien okay really interesting but my only problem with shows like this is is that they give you such a small amount <laughs> and they don't expand on it that you get real like those first two episodes the first one is a basically about an alien invasion which they've literally wiped all that if you see the trailer it's on netflix when it comes up it's the trailer and it's, yeah. it's the gone we've been really you know with her like movie overview voice where she's yeah, like, yeah. she's like the aliens came <laughs> and they wiped us off. all that stuff and uh, like it's really good stops at the point where you're about to find out what happened like like where it's gonna go they've got someone who's been experimented on by the aliens and he's like is he gonna help them or is he just gonna want to like kill himself what it's like i'm like why give me this if you're not gonna finish it i want to know the rest of the story i mean it's a fair point it's a fair ask and there's a lot of stuff like that at the moment like i mentioned that love death and robots is very like that yeah. that does kind of usually like curtail its stories like finish them off yeah but like still leaves a lot to be like desired. I find I, I want to know more about the worlds they create. They're really good at creating worlds and then just not exploring them. Bummer. It's very, very frustrating. That is a bummer. So frustrating. Well, anyway, um, that's what we've been doing this week. But before we shift on to the, the news, I wanted to say welcome to anyone who has come in from the competition. We oh, should have said this up top. Yeah competition is still running um i think there's another week on it so thank you to everyone who has invited their five geekiest friends to the show we really do appreciate it if you we have do. five geeky more friends who, who like this type of thing get them involved we love it um there's still a chance to win the hundred dollar gift card i'm just gonna name movies dunes coming out um james bond james bond isn't that already out? no not yet no, james bond we've not got, here not in australia we've got the venom movie we've got, if it hasn't been delayed. We've got all sorts of marvel shit although we're going to talk about that in Hello. a minute. Did you hear this week? <laughs> Skipping on in such a lovely segue. I appreciate yeah. that a lot. You, no you problem. Really, you really kicked that in the dick, as they would say in Australia. Kicked it in the dick. That's a very Australian thing to say. I have never heard anyone say it, but I'm going to take Tommy's word that it's I kicked very it Australian. in the dick. Um, that, well, we'll start with that, shall we then? That Did you hear this the week? The dick kicking? About, <laughs> well, a little bit of a dick kick to this. Um, <laughs> the, the Marvel Studio movie delays. I did. There are a lot of delays. Funnily enough, three of which aren't even titled movies. I was gonna yet. say, like when, so. <laughs> when you're delaying movies that are just untitled and you have to release the news about it, that's like maybe an indication that you didn't need to say anything. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> they obviously know what's coming out then. Just, but they don't need. Why even say it? Like, well, I untitled what, movie you have no idea about is delayed. Oh, I wasn't disappointed, but now I am. Well, <laughs> like, well, interestingly, I'm just you know? re I'm just rereading this. Right, two of them have just been removed from the schedule, which isn't very Marvel. What does that mean? So they're just no longer going to be released. So basically what happened was... Uh, or Why they'll even announce that? Or they'll be released at a later date. So what... Okay, so they've all just been pushed. So things that... So these two untitled movies, which should have been released on the uh, 28th of the 7th of 23, and the uh, 6th of the 10th of 23, have been pushed out so far that other films have taken their place. So, for example, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is now coming out in that first time slot I mentioned. So that's uh, July... And the untitled Marvel movie, which was coming out, little, this which, is so far away. It's which ridiculous. now doesn't have a even... Which was coming out in November 23, is now coming out, well, 10th of November 23, is now coming out earlier, so on the 3rd of November 23. Now it doesn't even have like a code name. It was untitled, it now be? it's just 
I'd love it if that was a Fantastic Four movie. Science. I'd love it, love it, love it. Now it's Science. just snaps. I don't know what you call it now. <laughs> it's a fagazi. It's a uh, fagulzi. Well, nice. the short version is uh, everything's basically been pushed out by roughly three months, two months. So Doctor Strange is now in May 22. Love and Thunder I've is now... I've been hearing about that movie for so long. It feels July like. 22. Black Panther 2 is now November 22, etc., etc., etc. Why, though? It, I'm, I mean, like, we can only assume it's because of COVID. Like, COVID's pushed... But, so it, but they COVID's, can, like, in most major markets now is, like, people can go to theaters, right? So. Well, if you think about it, they made a deal to come over here and do a lot of their movies in Sydney for five years. Yeah. And Sydney's been locked down for the last, what, four months? So, I mean, it kind of lines up. What does that have to do with it, though? Because Sydney's been locked down. They can't be making movies when their place is locked down. That's where they're trying to make these movies. I thought That's all these already explained. wrapped, though. No, not these movies. No, I thought that uh, some of these haven't even started. I thought Thor: Love and Thunder wrapped. No, Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is in production, so they've probably wrapped filming, but is in production. But you can assume it's been pushed back. Same with Doctor Strange two, Black Panther two. I don't think they've even started filming yet. The Marvels definitely not. Anyway, so it's pretty rough, man. What do you What do you think? How do you feel about that? Not really worried about it, to be honest. (laughs) It'll be good when it comes out. Not I'm excited for all those movies to be fair. Cry over maybe spilled I'm milk. <laughs> well, think, well, well, movies we didn't even know what they were. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. really upset like, about that. Actually, what am I saying? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's like the internet, right? I'm so disappointed about this movie. I didn't know the name of and didn't have a release date in my mind. But for, it was Marvel. But now it's delayed, so I'm mad. Well, I'm right. sure that has been. I'll give you a couple of bits of Marvel sentiment. news then before we move on. Okay, Things please. aren't delays and being very sad. Um, there is apparently a name for the second Into the Spider-Verse movie. This is very exciting. It's called Across the Spider-Verse, and it's going to be coming to theaters 2022, so that's soonish. Across the Spider-Verse. Ooh, I'm excited to see more Miles Morales. That's one of my favorite Spider-Man men's yeah, movies. Yeah. It's good. How about the, uh, are, am I jumping to the main piece of news? Well, let's hold off with the DC stuff for the moment. Oh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll just reel off, rattle off a few first. It's just the, get the Marvel untitled movies that have been delayed. Let's There's finish. a couple of other bits that I think you'll like. We got our first images of Westworld been filming this week. Westworld I, season I'm four. Literally, like two seasons. Behind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even in the uh, Matrix anymore. Season, bro. season three is not not good. But this is real interesting. Like, I've so actually seen good. in Westworld fashion. You said it's not not good, meaning it is good. Two negatives make a positive. Was that on purpose? No, it's bad. Okay. Season three is See, overthought categorically it. bad. Overthought it. You can do you that. You overthought with, it. With Westworld, it's it's easy to do. Well, there's been some leaked set footage of, well, it's the man in black and Tessa Thompson's character meeting in a street where a bunch of people are wearing masks and dancing. It's very weird. Not entirely sure what it means. Not supposed to. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's exciting that's coming out. Like I think this can only go up from the last season. Like it went, it went for me. It was like, like Mount Rushmore esque season, pretty good. Yeah. Dire. They lost me. On it can point. only go back up from dire. I just feel like it's been on a steady train downwards. That's what I'm saying. It's gone down. So, it's come so back like, up. It can, you never know. It could get bad. It could must get have made, worse. Must have made money though. I think it's got like a culty, culty fan base. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Well. One bit of news before we talk about the DC fandom, which yeah. we will, we will. Um, we talked about this last week, and I, I'm really interested by this because uh, I made a comment last week that I think, um, I nearly said Van Wilder, that's not his name. Ryan Reynolds should probably <laughs> just give us a little break from Ryan Reynolds. And it's been announced this week that he's taking a mini sabbatical from movies after wrapping his uh, production called Spirited with Will Farrell. 
I mean, he must have done he mu- so many. He must have just been like a premium. You know, like I've heard that like actors go through like periods where just like anyone that wants them has to pay like millions of dollars. For, yeah, like, yeah. They just when they're at their peak, they're at yeah. the peak, and it's just like they're hot and they can get a bunch of contracts for a lot of money. Yep. He must have just had a a little like hot seat right like that. Yeah. Where he was just getting money. And he's like, I can't deny these movies. I gotta keep printing the money. I feel like there are then two groups of actors, two different types of Ryans, right? So you've got the the Reynolds who's gonna take everything. Yeah, he's like, but then you've got it. you've got the Goslings who are who are really selective for what they do, but maintain that precipice. So like, he has. But Gosling doesn't do as blasted as yeah. he doesn't do like half the movies that. No, Reynolds well, does. he probably doesn't make as much money overall. But I reckon yeah. per movie, he probably makes a similar amount to Ryan, Ryan no, for Reynolds, sure. if not if not more, but. I guess like you're like he, him and like Leo too doesn't do a lot of movies. Leo's not done that many in the last couple of years. He's slowed down. He's for very sure. yeah. He's, he's just on his yacht, bro. Ah, he's just with a bunch of blonde models. Yeah. He's enjoying himself. Yep, half his age. Living the life. Well, yeah, always half his age. Right. The main event then. Shall we talk about the DC fandom? Let's just do really it. that trailer. I'm which one? That you know which one I want to talk about. The Batman. The only you want to go I'm, for that yeah. first? I just don't. Well, I didn't. Go ahead. Talk to you. No, him. go. Because we. Well, I, just the other ones are like less eventful for me, but we can talk about them. Okay. Go ahead. I, I haven't seen thoughts. them. So. I've, I've watched all of them. Okay. So hit me want, with your thoughts on the Batman trailer. I'm not sure about Patterson. Whoa. Is that not. Is that a hot. Is that a spicy take? That's a real spicy take. <laughs> that's that's against. That's polarizing the internet. Uh, is, is the internet not polarized on this? They're, all, they're about no, it. Pretty much everyone category there, there was like one this. part that i liked for sure where i was like okay if this is where he's taking batman like which bit where he's like alfred's telling him something he's like don't you get it like i don't don't care, care yeah. if i die like i was like okay like this guy is like an emo like that's what he is he's like an emo because like Pat- he's got your hair cut to be fair. he couldn't be <laughs> very straight it's very straight uh he was like yeah he was very emotional and I was like, that kind of like, because he, he wasn't fully pulling off badass Batman to me. So like, don't give a fuck, Batman. I'm like, I could I could see like, okay, this guy literally is just like, so dis, disenge- uh, disenchanted with life that he's mm. trying to kill himself in this weird way. Kind of interesting. You looked at it that way. So this is basically set in Batman's second year of being Batman. So his first year was kind of learning how to be Batman. Okay. And this year he's kind of learning how to sort of work with the police, not against them. And he's sort of finding out all these sort, of, these sort of like super criminals are popping up around him. So it's that um, it's it's that thing that they talk about in Civil War, whereby because there's someone strong there, people or the it, it sort of like attracts other strong people. That mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I find that really interesting the way you look at that. That it's sort of like really getting to him. But there's so much cool imagery in this trailer. No, nothing about like the cinematography so he's just or, the, it's just it, it, passes him. It, it was just i wasn't like i'm just he just doesn't seem like strong enough to do some of the shit that he does he's got the right chin for it though that's all that matters I, do you understand my point though like i just don't see him just beating down these guys. i'm like are you that good like, well i, th- I don't I know if i buy that part yet but i'm okay. sure maybe i will i don't know i think it, he's more of a lithe batman he's like definitely like sleek he's not like your sort of hench i'm not asking him to just like i'm like, not saying no, i'm not saying that yeah. what i'm saying is i think it but personally, I think it makes more sense for Batman to be thinner. Like, if you were that big, and you like, like if you look at some of the like the Dark Knight Returns and all that stuff in the comics, where he's literally a brick, <laughs> he's ginormous. Uh, it doesn't make sense because he's supposed to be a ninja and he's supposed to like 
you know, silently get around. No, and you're right. So if they, if they can like implement that into the movie, like mm. oh, it'll be more believable for me. But I guess yeah. like there's just part of me that like, I know I've seen him in interviews and I'm like, you are like this soft spoken kind of shy, a little bit of it. Like I'm not, for some reason I'm having a hard time. He's an actor. Of course he is. And my point is <laughs> he can play hard. Man. My point is I haven't seen him ever play anything like where you're Bruce Wayne badass. Like I have, when's the last time he played like a badass character? Well, I, I I've like, seen, that's my point. I want to I don't know if I can buy it yet. I, in in different movies, right. I've seen him play maybe different elements of the Batman. Right. So yeah. there's, and I completely forgot what it's called. There's, there's the one movie where he's got like the, the really dyed weird blonde color hair. Life. And he's a bit of a psychopath. The good life. Yeah. Yes. Correct. That one. Uh, where he, he really pulls off that psychotic, you know, would go out into the night, stalk and kill people kind of vibe. Uh, he pulls then, off like an idiot, like very well there. Like, but then you watch him in Tenet where he's got the nice suits and he's doing the Bruce Wayne. He's very collected and calm and intelligent. So he's got both sides. It's just if he can put it together in one movie. I think he can. I, I'm not like actually worried about it. It was just more like I wasn't, I think part of it is I'm just so it's used fine to not Christian. to be sold on him. I think I'm just so used to Christian Bale's badassery that I'm like having a hard time. We've seeing... had a whole Batman since then. Yeah, I know. Well, and I we're going to get I a return of a different one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I th- maybe just Christian Bale's my Batman. I don't know. He can be your Batman. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, David Tennant's my Doctor Who. That's how yeah. it works. What did you think? And I don't, I was really, really, really impressed by the prosthetics on Colin Farrell as the Joker. I didn't uh, the joke's right. Penguin. Didn't realize it. But I did. I know you're. Are you you can't even yeah. tell. I, I couldn't. It's tell. incredible, and that scene where he thinks he's beating him with the fire and the the bloody bat car, which is clearly a car. It's not a Batmobile. Yeah, flies through, and then it's upside down because he's a bat. Yeah, cinematography is cool. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's it's awesome. No, the the trailer was really cool, and it just, it does feel like it's going back to like. A, almost like a it's like a detective story a detective story mm-hmm. but like with a lot like it, it's actually leaning on the the lore a lot it feels like there's a lot of like characters yeah. that i remember mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. not the comics but the cartoon that seem to be showing up in it like all in one movie i'm like okay this is that was exciting so, so do you think i mean i have my own thoughts on this but yeah. like so this obviously has the riddler and it has well, yeah, that one's and it has clear. the penguin not the joker um do you think this is moving towards a bigger villain do you think these two are like pawns in a bigger villains game, hard to say from a trailer. But True, I would say no, because you obviously do, and I want to hear. <laughs> you want to be against me? You take great. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be the last of the trailers I watch for this. Really, I'm going to try my best because this comes out in March next year. Okay, March four. That is, we'll be there in a blink of an eye. It's a while away, mate. It's, it's five, really five not. Months. Yeah, that's that. We were in lockdown for four and a half months, that's and I'm that saying. went like a flash. Speaking of the Flash and Batman, oh God, here you go. did you see the trailer? Well, it wasn't a trailer. They refused to call it a trailer. What is it? There's a teaser, which was a trailer, for the Flash movie. I didn't. So it's just called The Flash. Uh, I seem to have lost my notes on it somehow. <laughs> but it's essentially a Batman movie with the Flash in it. And there's so <laughs> much. There's a lot of Bruce Wayne or something. There's, well, you don't see him, but you hear... And you see a silhouette of Michael Keaton's Batman. It's really, really cool to see him back. Um, there's also some really interesting imagery. So there's at one point, there's two Ezra Miller flashes mm. in the same shot. So there's clearly some time shenanigans going on. It looks like it pulls a lot from different sorts of comic books. Uh, there's certain things I'd like to see 
Um, probably the second Ezra Miller is going to be bad. He's got floppy hair. All the floppy haired ones in these <laughs> movies are bad. But it looks very cool. Uh, I'm not sure, jumping straight into the Flashpoint, which the comic I think they're going to pull from, is the best thing to do because we don't know a lot about this Flash yet. But They don't give a fuck in they this really world. Don't. They just do what they want. They really don't. Uh, and there's so much more. Did you see the trailer for uh, Black Adam? That's the words I'm no, looking for. No, I didn't. For. I don't even know what... Well, that wasn't a trailer either. That was a teaser. <laughs> okay, so it was just like a logo? <laughs> well, it wasn't. So what they did was they... Essentially, it's, it's only really just started filming. So they, okay. they got like a few little bits from the beginning. And it looks pretty badass. Okay. Like he kicks the shit out of some guys. He's in... He's on, like you see how like indestructible he is. And The Rock did a whole piece about how the the power was changing. The hierarchy of power is changing in the DCU. I didn't know there was one, but it is. Uh, it's It looks cool. Plus, I also like Pierce Brosnan who's in it. Okay, I like Pierce Brosnan as well, so I will, I'll have a think about it. I'll have a think about watching this not trailer teaser. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you three of the highlights for me, super quick, because I know some of these. I know you've been super busy this week and you've missed some of these. There was a bit of a teaser for Shazam: Fear of the Gods. You got to see Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, who are the bad guys in this one. I th- they look pretty fucking Lucy cool. Lucy Liu, yeah, she's mm. back. Where's she? she she's been? not been here since Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's been a while. Yeah, where has she been? Don't know, but Shazam's a good, as good a coming back party as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> What's the word I was looking for? Return. Reintroduction? A rebootuation. Rebootuation. That's our favorite word. A yeah. um, couple of others then, super quick. We got confirmation that Superman and Lois is well into season two oh. filming. Uh, I need, still need to finish You're season keen, one. Dude. I still need to finish season one. Uh, I really enjoyed it though. That's I a know good ass movie. You talked about it every TV week show. for a while. You were a very, very big fan. We got more gameplay from the Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad uh, video games, which both look very cool. Um, I know our social media guy, Lockie, shout out as always, posted about them on our Instagram. If you want to find us, we're on Instagram. Look us up, Podcast Assemble. But that those games look sick. Have you seen the trailers? I have seen the Arkham one. Arkham, Arkham. Like, why can't I say it? So the Arkham one Arkham. is the Arkham one's actually the Suicide Squad one. And so I the, saw something on IGN where it was like Ark, like new Ark, new Batman. I figure it's this. the Gotham Knights yeah. is the one which has Robin, Red Hood, Batgirl, and another one, one of the other Robin slash Batman types, <laughs> and I've forgotten the name, Tim Drake, and they. It's essentially the same as you know the arkham games however it's in a different world for some reason okay not sure why just because it's dc because it's dc and they like video games to be weird and fun well, to be fair they look you, great you, you do wonder like who got it right like you got marvel who's like killing it right but has to really really try to creatively engage struggle with video games though struggle with video games you got dc who can literally just like reuse their favorite property whenever they want because there's no well, continuity they ever. only use batman so they'll That's just the use batman use. joker they can use like Flash if they want to. They can make a new Flash. They can just constantly make and release new movies that, without a care. So like, what's what will make more money I, in the end? I in the last ten years, if you include when the Flash movie comes out, so that's in the next year yeah. or so, they will have had four jo- three Jokers. So they'll have had Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix. Did they make money on it? On what? I wonder like how much of you just compare. Like, are they making money on these movies, even though they're... Yeah, probably. 
So oh yeah, they absolutely are. Make the Joker still, made a billion dollars. It's still working. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a bit oversaturated. And I like. I agree. The, re- I, I the like, reason the reason I like talking about things like the Shazam movie or you know the Flash or the Peacemaker TV show is because it's giving us a different thing to talk about this dc so they're not just rolling out the old faves yeah no i get it i just i was just like they them and marvel have taken a very different approach i wonder absolutely um but then neither have really broached outside of tv and movie which is interesting because the video game scene is still yet to be really conquered by either there's obviously the spider-man video game for marvel not associated to the cinematic stuff mm-hmm. there's a dark the arc the darkham the arkham darkham the Darkham universe, which is not related to any of the stuff either. So, and I know there's a lot of good animated movies as well, but there's n- they haven't really conquered the video game sphere yet. It feels like they all have to spend so much on the IP to license the stuff that... Yeah, probably. They just can't <laughs> spend time on making the game good. That's very true. Well, have you guys heard anything we haven't talked about? Did you like the Batman trailer? Is there anything from Fandom we haven't talked about? We didn't talk about Peacemaker. You know I wanted to. Um, Let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast Assemble. Or you can find us on Gmail. Podcastassemble at gmail.com. That's the one. If you're you're into emailing. Find us on either. I mean, does anyone email anymore? Actually, we do do have an email in correspondence. We'll get to it in a minute. The final bit of news before we jump into our main topic is to segue us nicely. Yes. That this week there was a vicious, vicious rumor going around. Some vicious. That Sir Michael Caine had announced his retirement from acting. And which would be tragic because that would also mean that Christopher Nolan could never make another movie. Exactly. Chris Nolan would also <laughs> retire immediately from this. Uh it was however quashed very, very quickly by the man himself on Twitter. I did read that. Yeah. I was he, I was got until now. I you was were ungetting me. I was. Yeah. Uh I had to, I only found out that he hadn't retired when I found out on Twitter that he actually tweeted saying uh something along the lines of not many people know this, but I haven't retired from acting. <laughs> so it's it's great news. <laughs> it's fantastic. I just I couldn't deal with it if he, he gave up. It's like David Attenborough. They should just carry on. Yeah. Let's cryogenically keep them alive forever. Jeez, oh, going there. <laughs> with Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah. One day he's just going to show up like in a robot, like in Disneyland, walking around. Oh, with wow. That'd be That's weird. Creepy, yeah. With, with his head. With, with his both brain. Michael Caine and with David Attenborough. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, it's been a long day. <laughs> Protect them at all costs. Yeah. All right. Do you want to give me a main topic theme? Yeah. Main topic theme. Ah, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. One day we'll get a real one. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you want to, do you want to give us the oh, so, okay, so I'm giving main the topic and the main topic. So we're doing, um, we're doing, what is it called? The Prestige. We are another uh, another episode of the Nolan anthology. We are diving back into one of our many many anthologies. Have we got four going at the minute? I don't know. I think man. we've got four this going. This is at my the favorite minute. one, though. I think this is a good one. We we dive back into our my anthology, anthology series. I should say. Okay, of Chris Nolan movies. This is our third. Is it? It's, I think our, it's our second. Third. No, we did Memento and we've done Tenet. Oh, we did do Tenet. So this is. Uh, this is The Prestige 2006. Yeah. You want to go uh, stupid plot summary, Thomas? I absolutely do. And I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> I am. Okay. I think I am. Journalception. The story of a bratty rich kid who doesn't like being told no, taking on his equal, a plucky up-and-comer whose pettiness literally knows no limits. Marvel as they compete to see who can steal and read the other's diary faster. <laughs> and something about magic? 
Oh, I should have said something about the diaries. How did I miss that that opportunity? It's perfect. It's right staring in your face. I was going to go with something about their stage names. I, I, have, to, I have to change mine. I no, have to no, no changing now. No so changing good. now. I, I, I was looking for another thing to say. You actually... You, you, you can't just take it. mine? Go on. I was just going to add it to mine. It been, so I'll read mine again after with your with best shot. Two grown men obsessively... Insert diary joke now that I have thought about it. But <laughs> two grown men obsessively perform magic tricks while constantly ignoring 10 out of 10 dime pieces in their pursuit for the ultimate trick, which ends up being a highly sustainable electricity grid, which doubles as a spoiler. Actually, I, can I spoil it? In the nah, no, no, no. Oh, yet. you're going to make me stop that. Not yet. All right, we'll, we'll just go two grown men obsessively perform magic tricks. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just start with there. <laughs> while sneaking a read of each other's diaries. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it at all. <laughs> Two grown men journal while trying to learn magic tricks. <laughs> yeah. That is literally yeah. the whole like yeah. story of this movie. Yeah, well, look, is. this is essentially the story of a couple of magical friends who <laughs> who end up becoming sworn enemies after, you know, a tragic accident during one that of, is the one of their tricks yeah. going wrong. And it sort of leads them to devote themselves to not only the craft but the rivalry as well. And, you know, there's some sacrifices, uh, there's fame, but also terrible consequences. Yeah. Sound about right? Good summary. I think, I think this is a really fucking good movie. I really, really like it, but it has, I think, one fatal flaw, which we'll talk about later. Yes. Uh, there, there's quite a few plot holes. We can get into that. I'm not even, I mean, there are, plot holes weren't even the thing. Like, there there okay. always is in Nolan movies. But All right, well, tell me before we get there. What yeah, do course. you think the IMDb score is? This would be high. What this do you think it is? 8.7. You are once again very close. It's 8.5. Okay. You're getting good at this. I'm not I'm not trying liking. I, you I know, think, I'm better I think at like IMDb though. Ones. You probably notice it. I, I honestly I, I honestly haven't for this one. I it, usually when I have done that, I've told you. Okay, well tell me um, rotten tomatoes. That would be Tomatoes. 94 no this is only 76 percent what yeah that really surprised me really surprised me interesting fact about this not that it's low but this is the second lowest christopher nolan rated movie nah, that's Tomatoes. what's the first i can't remember i think it might be tenet i can't oh no, no it's one should of his be, it's one of his older movies it should be tenet it's one of his older movies I'm not a um, tenet fan. but that's i mean that's fairly low for that's chris surprising nolan to me because this is a good movie i think yeah well like it actually has like good acting with character moments okay well that's interesting okay well uh, this metric is what i've done is with the metric because i thought you might react like that i've split it between yeah. the the critic score and the user score mm. which is very representative of what you just said the metacritic uh critic score is 66 percent, but the user score is 8.9 why is it so low I thought this was one of his better movies. Well, it did come out, and I, I nearly forgot to mention this, at almost the exact same time as a movie called The Illusionist with Edward Norton, which had very similar plot to it. I mean, like it was about two magicians who were rivals doing all this weird shit. So maybe it was just timing. I think I think it was just bad timing. Yeah. I think people were a bit burnt on magicians. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, but this they is are like, a bit tiresome. Yeah, well, this <laughs> is a much better movie than that is. Well, look, Chris Nolan's obviously a director. We've, we've talk, talked about at the top. Stacked, stacked cast for this. We've got yeah. Hubert Jackman, who is Angier, Angier. Um, Christian Bale is Borden. Michael Caine, we mentioned as Cutter. Um, we have Scarlett Johansson's in this. Pi as well. Piper Perado, 
Now, I mention her because she is from Coyote Ugly. <laughs> is she? I don't remember. That's the only thing I knew her from. She's in um, a bunch of stuff, though. Yes, she is. Yeah. It's got Rebecca Hall, who is obviously of Godzilla vs. Kong fame. Mm-hmm. You you knew that straight up your head. Scott Johansson, uh, David Bowie, Andy Serkis. Huge cast. Huge cast. I'm pulling it up on IMDb. Interesting fact about the David... I forgot Andy Serkis is in it with yeah. the, t- the Tesla thing. Well, interesting fact about the t- uh, Tesla David Bowie character... Chris Nolan almost was was, I mean, saying he was willing to to give up the movies, uh, probably a little exaggeration, but he stated that he couldn't see the movie working without David Bowie in that in that That's role. So random and not true. That's so Chris Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> not true. What are you talking about? That's so Chris Nolan. Of course, he could do the movie without David Bowie playing tesla no i I think what he's saying is like he didn't want to but surely maybe he just wanted to work with the great man i mean i'm sure he did want to i'm just saying like there's no way he was like david bowie destined for just to be playing tesla there's an interesting although he did look like him there's an interesting fan theory about that at the end we'll we'll talk about that remind me to talk about that when we get to the end um i disappointingly don't have a goofy imdb pitch for you because they're all good ones this time unfortunately so let's <laughs> talk about the discussion let's jump into it what did you what did you think of this movie overall i thought that this is a really really good movie that uh basically christopher nolan like learned i i think even the one gripes i will i will talk about later he learned from in future sure. movies so okay. i think i think it's a great movie they pack a ton of themes into this mm. film and too many <laughs> I honestly don't think it was too many. I thought it was mostly. I, I didn't think like they, you know, when like someone tries, like a movie tries to say something and do a theme, and it's like you don't, you didn't earn that. Yeah, I thought most of them were earned. Most of the movies we watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did think most of them were. Earned. I thought it was uh, overall a pretty just a good film. How about you? This movie confuses me, right? Because I, th- I think it's individual parts I kind of struggle with, mm-hmm. but when you add it all together. I'm like, wow, this is fucking phenomenal. I think the first time I watched it, there's there's so many time jumps in it and skipping between uh, which characters which and people acting weirdly. And like, I get it that we're trying to say stuff and we'll get into that in tones and themes. But I think as I was watching it, I was like, ah, I'm not so sure about this. But when I finished it, I went, wow. A bit, bit like Inception. Inception's just wacky to watch and you're a bit like... The <laughs> first time for sure. But like, honestly, I... I can't remember the first time I watched it and if I was like confused, but this time I knew it was happening because I'd obviously seen it. Before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Like I thought the double timeline works really well. Well, that's, that was one of my questions. Yeah. Well, let's jump right ahead to that is to you. Like, what do you think of this as a repeat viewing film? Do you think it works? Do you think it improves with repeat viewings? Can I be honest? Yeah. I, no, absolutely fucking not. I want you to lie through your teeth. I didn't remember the twist. Oh, okay. But like, I knew there was one, like I, I was like, so I was like, ah, uh-huh. oh, there's something. I forget what it is. Cause I saw this a long time ago. When did this movie come out? 2006. Yeah. I saw this in like high school. Like our teacher played it for us. Like as we were like, really? we were like, we had like a philosophy teacher or like, it was like part, we were learning about philosophers at some point in natural history or something. I don't know. And, uh, life. Yeah. He, he played this movie to like, cause apparently the two characters aligned to like two different ancient philosophers like Hugh uh-huh. and some other guy uh-huh. so like they anyway he made a lesson Hugh out of it. Jackman is a philosopher <laughs> Hubes, <laughs> Hubes. that's really um, interesting he he made a lesson out of it and we watched this movie and I hadn't seen it since then but okay. I did enjoy I, as a rewatch I did like notice things where I was like fuck that actually yep. that's telegraphing something yeah, I don't yeah. remember what it is 
And well, what I really yeah. did appreciate too was just the 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 how parallel it was. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it was like they the the characters mimicked each other, even though they were very very different. They mimicked like the two ways that like I think you can take obsession and you can take. Um, I think that's a fantastic sort of segue yeah. into talking about the actors. Yeah. What like f- for me, I think the way that the portrayals of uh, Hugh Jackman and and uh, Christian Bale across, well, let's be perfectly honest, multiple different characters over timelines mm-hmm. is just amazing. Yeah. Like I feel like Hugh Jackman especially just outstrips himself, but the subtleties in Bale's performance between you know, when you flip in between these timelines and, and the stuff we'll talk about when we get to spoilers. Oh man, wow. Just wow. I just think that, I thought they were both like, they ba- they both like played their character really well. Like I just believed that these guys yeah. would... Hated I be- each other. Dude, I believed A, that they would totally drive each other yeah. and like annoy each other. Yeah. And I just believed that they like totally would sacrifice everything for their obsession. Mm. Like I, I honestly did, especially for, uh, for not Christian Bale, what? What's his name? Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Well, I made it. <laughs> Especially for Hugh Jackman. I was I like, met, he really is like, I believe that he is so fanatical about this. Like, I made a really interesting point about Hugh Jackman's character. So I don't think it's a spoiler to say that at one point, Hugh Jackman's team, uh, him himself, Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson, they they bring in a lookalike yeah. to perform the magic trick. We haven't really talked about the, the sort of overview of the film. We'll do that in a sec. Yeah. Uh, to, to perform this magic trick that uh, they're trying to essentially perfect. Yeah. And... In the moment when Hugh Jackman is looking at the actor version of himself, we are watching Hugh Jackman, an actor, playing a character, simultaneously playing an actor, playing a role, As watching <laughs> the character he's playing. Yeah. And it's like fucking actorception. My it's, head's it's about to explode. It's so Christopher it's, Nolan. It's so Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah. But we, we've sort of dotted around sort of the, the sort of the sort of the, the points of this movie, like the magic's the key point, right? Yep. And they're chasing a joke or not a joke. A joke? A trick. <laughs> what is a joke in the end, isn't it? Uh, they're chasing a trick. <laughs> they're chasing a trick and trying to like basically perfect and also figure out how each other is doing it. Yep. Both of them, you know, one, one of them in particular thinks that the other is doing it differently than the way he's done it. And he's trying to figure out his secret. And there's all the underhand there's a, tactics. <clears throat> there's yeah. a theme of like secrets and they're only worth it as long as they're a secret. secret. They're only, they're only a value as long as they're not told. And that plays into the whole magicians like don't ever tell your like how you do a trick 100%. and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, the whole movie is like this back and forth of them. Like this one after they've split up this one particular trick called the uh, what is it? The vanishing trans- man? the transporting Tran- man something. Yeah. And, and we definitely should know this. Yeah, they talk about it quite a bit. And yeah, that's the, the basis of the movie is like... But it's also to... set at a time when magicians were huge in society. Like, yeah, big, What age, what time was this? Well, I mean, we probably should also I know should, this. I'll look this up. You looked at it while we're talking. But like, it's it, it was when, you, you know... I think there was still a king in England, so... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, there's, there's been a few of those. It's set at a time when... You know, people's entertainment was f- few and far between. 1890s and There London. you go, 1890s. Um, and, I, and I love the claustrophobic feel of this at all times. Like, it's mm. never like... You, you get the industrial feel of it at all times. And the, these guys are fucking poor for the majority of it. Like, they've yeah. got to scrounge to get this stuff together. Well, we say that. Um, I think it just works really nicely. Like, he's really created... Chris Nolan has created a, 
just a really lived in feeling world. Yeah, you believe that like people would come and see this stuff because like what else could they do in the absolutely, 1890s, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. What well, one note on the on the performances and the, the characters? I actually thought, and this is very in line with with me. I just think ScarJo's English accent was better than Christian Bale's, who is technically Welsh. And should be able to do an English accent pretty fucking well. I was going to say, I bad. thought Scarlett Johansson's, Johansson's accent was good, but I always think they're good. So I was, like, But hers in particular, I was She's like... She's real good. It was quite good. It, it disarmed me when she yeah. first started talking. I thought she was being dubbed. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Yeah, I thought she was quite good. It was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I like honestly, like the whole... Yeah, the pacing of the movie was just phenomenal. Like, it was. It was a cute... It wasn't... It didn't burn on too long the end maybe a bit but like they were building towards something so i didn't really mind well the reason i bring up pacing is because like you say that the concurrent stories happening at the same time and it's flipping between and there's a shit ton of journal reading parallelisms in all of it every each bit so you're waiting Mm -hmm. for the next one Mm -hmm. to hit kind of yeah absolutely but even with all that shit it's still it's just it's it's pacey like i never got bored in this movie yep and and it's one of those movies where it like starts with the end Kind of, yeah. It, it does. Like the first opening scene is the last scene. I can't, yeah, I can't honestly remember, yeah. probably. It's fair. I mean, it's very, Nolan does that in like half of his movies. He's but. great. He's good at that, though. Yeah. That's that, That's one of the reasons I love Chris Nolan. That's yeah. why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this stupid yeah. anthology that nobody listens to. So what did you, you like the pacing. You, what do you think about like the themes of this movie? Because there's a ton. Yeah, there's so many. Um, I've actually realized I haven't finished my notes off or they haven't synced properly. So I've I've got three. I think I wrote down about six. Yeah. Um, the first one for me is just obsession. Yeah, for sure. Like just the drive of these two men who start off as kind of kind of friends, but there's already that banter there, that, that sort of like mm-hmm. trying to trying to outman each other, outgun yeah. each other, and how that just explodes explodes as as all the things happen through the movie like they just can't stop going to see each other's shows and there's obviously like there's there's a point to the christian bell character that we'll talk about in a minute but like little ticks that just keep them going back to see asking how do they do that trick how do they do it it's just really really interesting yeah i mean what do you think so like i have the cost of obsession okay so what do you think like the movie says about obsession that's a really interesting question maybe you have something already lined up i mean i definitely it do. sounds like you do i'm, at, I'm curious though <laughs> like it, it feels as if like no one is saying that the cost outweighs the benefit which is someone who's obsessed with time dimensional space i'll have to take his word for it yes but um but i i also think perhaps what it is it's like it, it's it's not something for the weak and I think that's a direct quote from the movie, actually. Yeah, I, I do think it's a bit of. Re- I do think this movie is a bit of a reflection of his own obsession with like the theater. Like yeah. he loves that movie aesthetic, that vibe. He's always striving to make like the perfect movie, which I don't think he's quite done yet. Personally, I don't think he's quite made his magnum opus. I don't think it's there yet. He's obviously obsessed with that, and I think that's him sort of saying like, "This is my obsession." Yeah, and it's um, it's if it's how how does how does he ma- how does he master it and how does he find that final piece? Yeah, I uh, I think he has made his magnus opus. Do you? Yeah. You think it's, it's not, ins- Inception? Don't for you? sure. Not Journalception. Not not this. No. What what other tones and themes do you have? I have competition. Um, is like immoral to outcomes like so like you can it breeds like very good things okay it can breed very bad things like it like 
kind of almost like, uh, I don't know if you meant to do this, but it's like kind of similar to capitalism, right? Anything that's yeah, okay. like competition breeds things that can be good, that can be bad. It doesn't really mm. care, but they w- it sure as hell will be efficient at doing it. Yep. Um, and I think that that shows in like the outcomes for the characters, right? It, it, it pushed them to do really cool things and create this True. without spoiling things. We can't do it. So I'll, I'll wait till later, but it, created really positive outcomes but also really really negative outcomes for the characters so yeah and and that sort of fits in with my final one which was just is your legacy worth dying for yeah like which is kind of i mean all the way through the movie it hints at these two are willing to do anything yeah for that final trick to outman the other one it's really interesting so all right then what are your three best and three worst Look, it's weird saying it's the best, but like how fucking heartbreaking is it when he tries to drown drown himself to see oh, yeah. and understand what like the pain Hugh, that, Hugh Jackman's character. Yeah, that one scene where you, you see him come out of the water. And it's like a thirty it's like a thirty second It's really quick. Super quick, really interesting. Like, can, we, can we spoil like that his, not why yet. he's doing that? Not well yet. then it doesn't make sense for why it's my best. Well they'll okay. find out in a minute. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. You really also get that feeling that these two literally can't help but compete yeah uh, even as they are ruining themselves yep. so it's just great acting from the two leads and then my other one is just the timelines I-, I did enjoy the structure and uh how he did these plot reveals that we can't talk about and the timelines and the crescendos and i i appreciated how it was it it just it worked yeah okay the way he like layered it all on and i'm totally with you the order I'm totally went with you on that how about you well, I was going to say, we've talked about a couple of these already, but like, I think he really captured like the feel of the time it was set at, like mm-hmm. the slandering in the movie, like how they, um, how they fight, how they're constantly at war with each other because there's almost nothing else to do. Yeah. It's, it's just so well done. Like the, the, the time for, yeah, that industrial dirty, like, especially at the beginning when they're, they're completely poor as hell is just yeah. so interesting. Um, I talked about the performances. I think, yeah, wow, like the the actorception that I mentioned a minute. There's the a lot of exceptions in this. It, like, wow, like honest, honestly, like when he was doing it, and like obviously it's not the same person because right? Hugh Jackman walks around himself in yeah, quotation yeah. marks. Just, just so well done. Like, and and because the camera's cutting quickly, it disorientates you a little bit, and you're a bit like, which one am I looking at? And you're all of a sudden yeah. like. I was looking at which one was wearing the jacket and which one wasn't. And I was like, this is just so well done. Um, I, I think you kind of, we kind of touched on my, my third one in, in the tones and themes kind of like, I can't even really say it cause it's a spoiler. I'm, I'm going to save my third best for when we talk about no, spoilers. You, you have to say it. I had to. Ah, uh, fine. Whatever. Uh, li- it I is literally a spoiler. I for honestly think movie. you, the, we have to do three best, three worst from the future after spoilers nah. that's my new recommendation nah, it's more there, fun. there's no point i've literally written one worse because i struggled with this movie uh i have two but Go i on. really had to try yeah it's tough. um the twist ending i would have liked it to be more ambiguous and i'll leave it at that mm. in true no yeah okay no i like form. that yeah no no i do i like um, that a lot and then the cop out that where he doesn't know which knot he tied, like he definitely does. And they you reckon? Made, and they made also like a point of like in that moment before it happens, having her nod, which would indicate go for the go for the stronger one. We'll talk about that in a minute because yeah. there is actually a really fascinating fan theory about that. Okay. Uh, my one and only that I could really get hold of was just it's got a lot of Nolan exposition in it. You know Nolan loves his exposition. What do you mean like the narration? Yeah. I, I didn't mind it because it was a, it was a journal. 
There are points Oof. where you're like, you don't need to say what you just said. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yes. I I found that a lot yeah. in this I, movie. I didn't mind I didn't mind it, but there were a couple times where I was like, you're being a little bit over like what's the melodrama? Bit on the nose. Yeah. All right. Well then tell me, is this movie better or worse than Ackman twenty eighteen? Yeah, it's definitely better. It's of course better. Tenet wasn't, but this is. <laughs> so I listened back to our Tenet episode. Did I say that it was better? I don't remember. You, we both said it was worse. Yeah. I, was worse. I, wanted, I wanted to know exactly that. What did yeah, we say? I'm pretty sure it was that? worse. And we both said worse because, it, I mean, well, one of the reasons, actually, my third best, here you go, is yeah. that I could hear what was happening in this movie. That's I could tell what they were all saying. Yeah, it's a win. <laughs> all right. Should we jump into a little bit of spoilers? Yeah, I'd love to. Excellent. Well, what was your... your your best that you couldn't say. Uh, the f- so, as a a big part of this movie is within the first thirty minutes, the wife of Hugh Jackman, yep. who is one of the stagehands and participates in the tricks, she dies in an accident on doing a trick where she's supposed to basically fall into water and uh, basically get out of a tank where she's where she's tied up. It's it's the it's the classic get out of handcuffs. Yeah, get out of underwater. A, a, yeah, get get out of a. a, a a, a perilous situation yeah. underwater before you drown you're either underwater you're in a you're whatever underwater you're in sand whatever it might be anyway she she dies doing it during an accident and it's unclear although i think it's pretty clear that uh if the guy if christian bale's character tied the knot that they said they should tie it or tired a harder one because they they had a conversation before yeah. where before this where Sorry, i'm talking about terrible job of explaining this that but basically the, the whole crux of their sort of hatred for each other stems from this one moment whereby they talk about whether they should use a different knot for a trick. Uh, and Chris, the, the team say no, because the the trick has worked in the past with this, this And there's knot. a risk to the other knot. And there's a bigger risk to the other yeah. knot. Uh, and they, go, they seemingly go ahead with it anyway. Now, yeah. there's a fantastic uh, fan theory about this, whereby, so the... The big plot twist that we're going to get into in a minute is that Christian Bale has a twin yeah. and he's living a double life and he's constantly flipping between the two. Now the, the Oh, the fan, that makes sense. The fan theory is yeah. that perhaps it was the other twin who ended up tying the knot just believing that that was what they decided. And that, hence why they're saying, like, I don't know. I've lived this he life so many days. He doesn't know. Fair enough. That he actually, literally that's a legitimate... Know. That makes sense. So anyway, um, like, we get it, like let's talk those twists then. So yeah. there's there's two huge twists in this. The first, the, sorry, just, the the worst that I didn't say was that his wife dies, and there's a scene where Christian Bale like holds himself underwater because uh, he's Hugh watched. Or sorry, Hugh, Hugh Jackman holds himself underwater because he watched her suffer and die, and he's trying to like basically live what she experienced, and it's a very heartbreaking scene. It is really good acting. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, it's it's good we talk quickly about the Christian Bale one first because actually one of my tones and themes that I sort of skipped over was is half a life enough? So the whole, that basically we're following these two magicians who are trying to outdo each other the whole time. Yeah. And the way Christian Bale character manages to outdo his fellow, for the, Hugh Jackman, for the majority of the movie is that he has a twin and they both live half a life, switching in between each other like throughout the movie. And you're never sure which one you're watching at any any point. Yeah. Um, and they switch lovers and they, the, he has a wife, uh, who is often with the, the reverse character yeah. and they do it whenever they do this trick, they will swap places. Yeah. Now, now the point that I was going to ask was like, yeah, it's, it's half a life enough because in the end it all unravels and you see the Christian Bale's character, um, 
the the sec the second more rash version twin can't do it and gets drunk in the in the restaurant and starts shouting at the wife and like that will be a real hard life to live been in the shadow half the time in the shadows half the time not yeah yeah it would be i i think that they seemed like for christian bale's character it seems to work for the other ones it for hugh jackman's it doesn't like they seem to be content with the light like it is hard but he, they seem to have found like this symbiotic thing where christian what, what, what are we talking about just like your your in answer to your question is half alive enough. I think for his character it is, and for Hugh Jackman it really isn't. He doesn't get he has nothing. At the end of the day, Christian Bale's character still has his secret. He got his career. Mm. He had to some extent a, a lover and his daughter at the at the very least, mm -hmm. right? I mean, he does get it take taken away, but well, that's what that's when we get into the the question, like yeah. the questions about obsession. So yeah. Hugh Jackman gets obsessed with this this trick, and he's doing everything he possibly can to usurp it right be the best in the business and he has the the double that we mentioned previously who's an act who's a, a drunk actor yeah who bale manipulates into essentially going against you know hugh jackman's character pretty easily <laughs> and that's what yeah pretty well with alcohol <laughs> alcoholics what can you do and then eventually what happens is hugh jackman's character is driven to the point where he goes off to find nikola tesla who is doing all these cool stuff in science. He's apparently just a god. <laughs> yeah. And he creates him a machine which literally creates a double of him and you get to like another tone and theme that we didn't couldn't even talk about without spoiling, which is the fact that every time Hugh Jackman steps into this machine, a double of him is created and he never knows if it's going to be the if it's going to be him who drops down because for some reason he decides to kill the double every time. <laughs> That's a baffling one for me. So one one will die. Because he doesn't view and well, one will continue to live. Yes, he doesn't view it as another. Apparently, the consciousness carries on. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to keep. But it would carry on in both. So he doesn't view it as a killing because it's just one being. It's like we, no matter what happens, you're gonna be me. I'm gonna be you. Like that. That's the way he rationalizes it. I have a really simple explanation to all of this. Yeah. Now, hear me out. This may sound a bit crazy, but. Just imagine if after that first trick, so so Hugh Jackman does this in Tesla's old lab, realizes he has a double literally standing in front of him, himself again, who wants all the same things, is identical, has all of the same, you know, emotions, thoughts about the, the industry. Why not not shoot him? So don't shoot him at this point and do exactly what Christian Bale's been doing <laughs> the whole time <laughs> well, that and just <laughs> have a double. That's what he wanted all along. He just wanted a double. I think that there's like, that you can get into like character reasons. Why not? Well, yeah, the problem is that he doesn't want to share the spotlight. Yeah. That, the I think that that's the point of this guy is like his, his problem is he doesn't, he doesn't want to share the spotlight and he, all he wants, like he's willing to do it all for himself. Yeah. He, he sacrifices after he loses his wife, he sacrifices all of the relationships, including like sharing the spotlight with his own egotistical version of himself. Which is which is kind of crazy. Yeah, the, I mean, I thought it was just we've condensed a shit ton of nonsense into about two minutes. Yeah, now, I don't know if is this difficult. is going to be any. This is going to be pretty nonsensical, but I don't know that um, Christian Bale or, or that his character needed. I guess this is well frame this. What did you think about the final twist? The final twist being that he had been murdering these copies of himself over and over again. The final twist being that the twin 
was his twin the whole time and was still around and so within the span of spans about 15 minutes at the end of this film you get yeah. you you find out the twist that christian bale did have a twin he'd been living this double life and even though hugh jackman didn't believe that was what was happening that is literally what he'd been doing he'd been switching every time they performed this van this reappearing man trick they'd been switching switching lives essentially yeah. um what happens is that Hugh Jackman's character, who was creating these clones of himself, literally clones, right? That's what yeah. they are. Uh, and murdering them on the spot, frames Christian Bale's character for the murder of one of these clones. by having Thus getting he, him in jail and we think he's done. Uh, and we think Hugh Jackman's dead at this point. That's what you, you're led so to believe. You think Hugh Jackman is dead? You're led to believe that oh, Hugh yeah. Jackman's dead yeah. at this oh, point. Oh, you mean back then? Yeah. And you're sat with Hugh, uh, Christian Bale. We're not saying their names, but Christian Bale in jail. That rhymes. Uh, reading the diary of Hugh Jackman. At which point, Hugh Jackman then reappears as his actual self, who is this rich aristocrat who, who was a lord all along, didn't actually need the money. He was just... That was what I meant in my uh, in my stupid plot summary around... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> around a rich kid who doesn't like being told no. Yeah. Uh, and he has essentially taken Kristen Bell's child and he's going to adopt her and as one big last fuck you to his big rival who's about to be killed. Yeah. At this point, it turns out that we, f- we find that not only had it been Hugh Jackman's character had been creating doubles, but Christian Bale had this twin all along and they'd been swapping lives. So you get this big cacophony of... Sort of and like, and he his twin comes back and kills Christian Bale after he's Hugh finished... It, or sorry, Hugh Jackman. After he's finished his master plan. And yeah. you think he's going to win. So it's, um, like, it's a bit like the Lord of the Rings ending. It just keeps going and yeah, going. Yeah, my, my main thing is they shouldn't have... They should have had him come back. Yep. Kill like Christian Bale should have come back and killed killed Hugh Jackman. Yeah, we did. They should have done the same montage. We did not need the narration telling it was my twin. Oh yeah, leave it up to the viewer to determine sure a if it's a twin. Yep. B if actually Christian Bale did find Tesla and made him something of his own, and he's been and he used it to make his twin. Mm. And by the way, he went the opposite way. He didn't decide to fucking kill the guy. <laughs> he worked with him. Yeah. Like I thought, and it would have been a good juxtaposition. Like juxtaposition with Christian Bale versus Hugh Jackman and their two approaches when given the same device. Absolutely. And you and therefore you could say it was a twin, you, it would be theories abound, but don't tell the viewer exactly what it is. Let them let them debate it. I'm with and, you on that. And you want to know why Christian Bale learned from this and created his magnum opus because of the inception ending. Absolutely. Uh obsession's been what we're talking about the whole way through and I think you've just hit the nail on the head. Like Hugh Jackman you can't see past the amazing implications having a machine that can double anything. Yeah. Think about it. You can have whatever you fucking want. Yeah. You can have infinite beautiful women. You can have infinite versions of yourself to do the trick with. Yeah. Or just one because that's all you need. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't, like, the point is his obsession's got to such a point. Yeah. He can't see past this phenomenal gift that he yeah. has that could cure cure the world, yeah. feed the world, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I find that really interesting. That's how far he's gone. No, I, I agree. And it goes to show his character. Like, I think also it feels as if like he's just, the first thing he tests is himself. Like what's going on there? Surely you would test something. Well, they tested the cat. <laughs> he gets the thing, goes to London. He's like, you know what? Let's try it on me. Let's go straight in. <laughs> like, was, Here we go, guys. I was like, bold, man. <laughs> fucking bold. Leroy. Yeah, like don't you want to try calibrate it first try it on a shoe i've got a i've got a question <laughs> for you i do have a question for you thinking about it and this is what 
This is something that's annoyed me about this movie, but also I genuinely really like about Chris Nolan movies in general. So one thing that frustrates me is that Christian Bale, let's be perfectly honest, he gets Hugh Jackman's wife killed. That's kind of what happens at the very beginning. The, he, whichever version it is, essentially gets the wife killed, right? Um, and the way Hugh Jackman gets back at him is by shooting off two of his fingers, which... A. Yeah, he, I mean, can't, I kind of say fair enough to that. I feel like, like he, he hasn't given him a, an explanation for what happened. Like, he's in depression. He's clearly drinking a lot. You can understand that, that thinking pattern. But how many times does Christian Bale get back at him? Like, the dropping down so he, like, breaks his leg. The stealing his girl. Like, it just goes on and on and on. And I'm just like, dude, like, you killed his wife. <laughs> chill out there's also like a bit of accountability though like his wife and him were like doing a very dangerous game true like you very true you know it's you can understand both parties well this the the point i'm kind of the point i'm rambling towards here is that the thing i genuinely love about nolan movies and really doesn't get explained ever in any of them which i really like is that none of his characters fit the sort of hero mold Mm. none of them like this is a perfect example of that you have these two leads neither of which are likable. You're never quite sure which one you're supposed to be rooting for, even though you kind of feel for the plucky underdog at all times. You think, you know, Christian Bale, like, how's he doing it? He's clearly the more intelligent one in terms of the magic stuff. And uh, Hugh Jackman's just a, just a rich sort of, well, you don't know he's rich, but he, he, he's just like, he's just a frustrated guy who can't yeah. get past his own hubris. Um, but neither of the characters have like the classic hero arc. None of them go through those stages. And you never, I mean, Call me out if I'm wrong, but you don't see that in any of Nolan's movies. But at the same time, you still root for these guys. Like I, I wanted Hugh Jackman to find out what, what the trick was. I wanted him. I wanted to know. But at the same time, I wanted Christian Bale to outdo him at every turn. It's a bit like what we're talking about with um, with Heat. Mm-hmm. Like you have these two almost unlikable leads who are just intense and you know dedicated to their crafts just in different ways. But neither are a hero almost anti-hero in my opinion like yeah. they and I, I just love that about Christian Nolan movies and I'd love to know your thoughts on that I think that when you say it like that like the protagonist is the closest thing he has to a hero <laughs> um J- John David Washington is that right yeah the protagonist Christ I mean, that's a bad name the tortured souls usually like, yeah he does you know. a lot of tortured souls and you don't really know why Bell's character is a tortured soul. You don't really see it, but he's clearly from a poor background. Uh, he's clearly worked hard to get to where he is. That's why he's, he's so well. He's obsessed. Scrutinizes every yeah. aspect of everything. Yeah. Why he sees things like, and that's one thing that's cool about these two characters: the differences in how they see the world. And it's perfectly described by when Bale starts doing his reappearing man trick, and Hugh Jackman can't think of why it must be the same person but then scotty hansen's like oh he you can tell because he's got the padded gloves and he's lost the two fingers when yeah. really they're just so dedicated that he's chopped his own two fingers off for this craft yeah and that's highly further when they you, you see the tesla thing and uh the expo expose and yeah i think christian bale sees through that the whole thing and he's just like this is a way i can manipulate this guy Whereas Hugh Jackman's just like wide-eyed and like, wow, this is yeah. amazing. And it's like the different ways they view the world I find really interesting. For sure. I mean, like they, they, 
they do a great job paralleling those characters. I think that the main thing is like I would that pisses me off is they fell short of it by like telling us what happened instead of letting us. Oh, I'm with you. Us, like, I'm with they, you. They, they, it's funny because it's a movie about like not telling the joke. Yeah. Sorry, not not telling the secret. Why do I keep saying joke? Not telling the secret. <laughs> Right, it's like the whole I think point, they literally the whole say in the movie, the yeah. secret impresses no one. That's like, the point. Why didn't you take your own advice? That's why I find it so ironic that yeah, they, they so, say that twice at least in the movie. It's, it's so ironic times. that he told us the twist. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Well, one thing I did want to ask you about though is, do you, I, speaking of ironies, yeah. do you think it's super ironic and a bit creepy that Hugh Jackman's character, when he kills his clones himself to make sure he he is the he is the one, he is the Highlander, <laughs> uh, he drowns them. But that's the same way his wife died. It's like, that's not a coincidence. Well, it's not his clones. He, it's him as well. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, so He has to experience what his wife went through. 100%. The, the trauma that this guy is pushed like a, him to this point. This guy is a fucked up dude. He's really fucked He's, up. He doesn't know, like, obsession has fucked him up. Like, and that that is like a quintessential point of it. Like, the fact that he, instead of seeing this as something that, A, he could just do once and now do the trick normally. Yeah. Or B that he could just do many times and or sorry or be used to yeah. do some other things. He chooses to use this gift in the most traumatizing, Big time. agonizing, Big like time. rehashing old wounds way you possibly could. Well, yeah. I, when you're saying that, I just yeah. had this like this thought that perhaps the whole thing is like a big metaphor for like. He a part of the part of him that loved died when his wife died in in that tank, and the only part that continues is the obsessed the obsessed part. Yeah, no, it's totally true. That's it's, really it's, interesting. It's totally true, and I think that you could also juxtapose that with like the Christian Bale character, who basically always maintains half, but never gets never never gets all of it. Like he, yeah, whereas like Q Jackman goes the whole way. He he almost doesn't get a full viewing of, of either scenario. Yeah. Okay. But at the end of the day, he, he gets the last laugh. So I don't know if that holds up. Well, let's wrap this up super quickly. But yeah. one thing that we talked about at the beginning, and I'd love to come back to just to ask you at the end as a sort of like nice circular, mm-hmm. circular way to end the pot is like, so this movie is, you know, it's made for repeat watching, but it is called out many times that once you know the secret of a trick, it's no longer that interesting. Hmm after talking it through, do you still feel like it holds up on a repeat watching? Or do you think knowing the secret kind of deters from, I'd be, I think it would have hold up better, held up better if they didn't explain that they were twins and they just showed that he was there, took off the mask and shot him. And you're left thinking, what was that? What happened? I think it would be, it would be much more interesting, but because they've told me now I just go back and I watch and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's a twin. Yeah. He talks about life and having to like, like having to live your sacrifice, like great exposition, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. Like, so it does a bit, but I still think it's a good movie to, because the acting is good in this one. You know, it is good to rewatch. Like, yeah. I, I agree with you. Tenant like, isn't, doesn't have that great of acting in my opinion, beyond like Patterson, hmm. uh, Pattinson. What's the dude who's in uh, X-Men? Sorry. He's in the Avengers movies. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I liked yeah, him as well. But he, he was, was never like half a fucking Yeah, he was second. not in it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're right. Um, yeah. I've got to I've got to go back on probably what I said before. I think yeah. the second time, knowing that secret at the end and knowing how it all plays out and, you know, it is quite exhibition heavy towards the end of the movie. I was like, ah, 
it doesn't quite live up as well. Like I enjoyed watching it back to pick up on all the little nuances and some of the stuff like um, there is a really fantastic one where when we talked about the, the te- Tesla expose, there's a guy in the crowd who's heckling him and being like, this isn't safe and la la la. Yeah. It's nice to pick up that, but it's a, like, it's a blink and you miss it moment. If you see him, who was Tesla's great rival in real Edison. life? He was one of Edison's men who yeah. went up and, and destroyed the house. Yeah. Things like that I like seeing in this, but I think knowing the ending kind of takes away a lot from the movie because you start to look for the nuances in the characters. I mentioned how how very different but similar the two Chris Nolan characters were without trying to say it at the beginning to Chris Nolan, um, Christian Bale characters were. Uh, and I, like, I liked looking for those differences. You, sh- you, you could see the one who was more aggressive and who was more you know obsessed that part he, he was fun. he was the one who was going to hugh jackman shows and getting more and more wound up by it yeah while the other one had taken a step away i like watching that stuff but when you get to the end and you know it's going to be a case of it's these weird clones and <laughs> he's had his fingers chopped off the whole time i'm like it kind of detracts for it for me yeah i mean like i think that i think that it would be fun to do it, watch it again just for that but that's about it like the first half of the movie is like a, a normal movie and then it gets really meta yes yeah, so half. meta it gets really meta in the second half so like i'd enjoy watching like the first half again but getting through that second half would probably be difficult it's it is it is a tough watch i'm not gonna yeah. lie like like with all the time jumps and the and i mean at the time i mean yet knowing looking back it's great but not knowing why uh, why Christian Bale's character is so off from scene to scene and sometimes is really bullish and sometimes... Well, they hint at it the whole time. What they do do a good job of is telegraphing things, like, in a subtle job. way. Like, so that would be... I always like appreciating that on a rewatch. I mean, like, wow. Like, you did give me just enough, but not enough. I'm, you know? I'm with you. They they genuinely do. And I'm, and I'm not and I'm not knocking that. Like, yeah. I, I, I love that. And I've kind of talked to death now. Um, great. Final thoughts? Better than Aquaman. <laughs> it is absolutely better than that. Would you rank it in your? We should rank the Nolan movies we've Have watched. Have we not done that yet? Well, we've only done two so far. So yeah. Uh, so we've got Memento, we've got Tenet, and we've got Prestige. Mm. Prestige, Memento, Tenet. Correct. I mean, correct. That's what correct. I do as well. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I think I think so too. I yeah. genuinely. I like Memento. Oh, uh, I mean, I think if I hadn't watched the first twenty minutes of Memento in Italian, I, was say, you, I reckon, you rec- I reckon it would Italian probably have been higher. I just I like Prestige's acting a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Because it's not like Memento's a really cool and well thought out movie, but like there was character moments in this one that Memento doesn't have. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me give you a couple of bits of trivia. Now, I, I didn't dive too much into trivia because there is a lot about this film. For example, uh, it was a labor of love, took over five years to write the script. Uh, it was originally between Sam Mendes, who did Skyfall, and uh, Chris Nolan. Um, and he was gonna, Chris Nolan was going to try and do it before, before he did Batman Begins and just ran out of time. Yeah. But um, I think what I'd, what I'd like to do is propose two sort of fan theories to you that I'd like to hear your thoughts on and then maybe and use that as trivia instead of having actual okay. trivia trivia how does that sound sounds great so the first one first one was and i'm going to go with the least controversial one first because i i prefer this one the first one was that nikola tesla wasn't actually david bowie it was 
actually only Circus's character, and that was a that was a ploy, just like everyone else was trying to play all along. So in the whole movie, they're setting up that the the assistant has a huge role to play. And Michael Caine says it numerous times. Like they distract the audience, they take your attention away while he's doing the trick, while they're you know pulling a rabbit out yep, of the hat. Did you say that? Yeah. And the fan theory is that all the way through, Nikola Tesla is actually hiring David Bowie as an assistant himself so that he can basically be on the sidelines and watch what's happening. And as the assistant, he could go and meet Hugh Jackman's character and see if he was worth giving the equipment to or if he was just some kind of fuck fuckhead or whatever. Um, what's the What's the plot? What does that do to the plot? Not a huge amount, but yeah, I just like Yeah, that's why I don't the, think so. But I, I like it a lot. I, I yeah. think it changes a lot of percep a lot of different scenes. Well, I, I think it, it adds a lot to the mythos of the, like, like I say, having the glamorous assistant or, or being the one who's doing the trick. It, it makes sense, I guess, in a to a degree. But it's also like, yeah, if it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't to me. I kind of like it. I think it's yeah. a good one. Well, the other one then maybe, <laughs> maybe then like if that's really the case, and like how could he not make the movie if he didn't have David Bowie? It's a very good point. <laughs> very very good point. I like it. Also, he does. And the circus does kind of look a bit more like Tesla. He's got the dark hair and he's got yeah. a cat as well. The other one is probably the one that you're going to be more interested in is the theory that... Now, let me get this right. So the guy who drowns, who Christian Bale finds... Yes. Isn't actually a clone. Isn't the, a clone the is clone, what? The clone thing doesn't actually happen. That's a, that's a big subdiffusion itself. The person who he finds in the tank is actually... George Root, the drunken actor who he who he used for a while, and then Christian yeah. Bale, you know, pushes pushes to give demands and stuff. Yeah, and all they don't actually check the other; they never find the other bodies. So the idea is that they're just wax replicas of himself because he's rich; he can do what the fuck he wants, and he's just killing off the one person who knew his trick at the end. So the George Root character and framing Christian Bale in it in the whole thing. So it's not actually big science; it's that in itself is a big sub subterfuge, and the the real trick is that it's just a double all along. But what about the, the he does the trick like hundreds of times. Well, that's the point. He just drops down. Old mate drops down, and Hugh Jackman comes out from the side. That's the point. He he lets him have the spotlight for the point of the show while he's building the trick up, and then as soon as he steps into the, the machine, drops down. Hugh Jackman's character then actually pops out from somewhere else in the in the theater. So the the big trick is that it's not actually the machine does nothing. It's it it is subdiffusion. And he so. does kill him in the end though. And he kills Root so that the, the secret goes to the grave. Okay. So he has been using him the whole time. Essentially. And then eventually kills that's him. That's the idea. Yeah. The, the the idea is I mean like that's completely thrown out the window by the fact that the cat gets fucking duplicated and the hats get duplicated. <laughs> I was going to say what, what I about do like the... it as a fan theory. I think it's interesting. I think it's good. No it is. It's it's different. There is actually one bit of trivia I want to mention, which is, did you know that Jude Law was in contention to play one of the main roles in this before these two? That'd be a very different movie, right? All right. Thank you very much for sticking with our, again, rambling. This was an extra rambling one. This was almost fair. as nonsensical as I the think, movie was. I think it's because I'm a bit tired and it's hard to tackle Christopher Nolan movies yeah. when you're tired. But it's true. Thanks for bearing with us. We do appreciate and it. I did like the movie. Would recommend. Yeah, go Would watch recommend. it. Go watch all Chris Nolan movies. Yeah. Except maybe Tanette. Um, we've got a couple of bits of correspondence this week. What do you got? Love what it. Do you got for me? We do have a couple of fantastic ones. And both are questions. So get ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
Friend of the show, Jacob. Love to hear from you, mate. Thank you for the thank you for the correspondence. Friend of the show, Jacob says he's having an argument with his girlfriend. He wants to know what Podcast Assemble think about who the strongest Avenger is. <laughs> who is the strongest Avenger? Who is the strongest Avenger? The strongest Avenger, I mean, according to Marvel, according to the MCU, it's like Captain Marvel because she's off just saving every well, other universe. Well, other he doesn't than... say it has to be, he doesn't have to say the MCU. We can stick the MCU if you want, though. Well, the strongest Avenger, aren't they all in the MCU? We're not talking about the comics or video games or... Okay. Oh, are you, oh sorry. MCU. Sorry, I thought you meant stick to Marvel. You thought you were talking about We the can PC. do that. Stick to the MCU. Um, no, dude. Like, I, I think that it's probably Captain Marvel because yeah. she's really boring as well, which adds up to really powerful characters. <laughs> Superman. Superman isn't boring. Um, He's boring, man. He's well, boring. I, my response to this was I wasn't 100% sure yet because, yes, Captain Marvel was my first thought, but the way they're building up Scarlet Witch could easily take that mantle i think that like future. scarlet witch is cooler which thus makes her less more less powerful yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> what about dr Strange? it's like a it's like a it's a not inverse relationship like the or it is an inverse relationship the more powerful you are the more boring you are therefore <laughs> pick the most boring character therefore that is the most powerful interesting yeah i like it Do you I like, like my theory kind of it adds up i'm not 100 percent sure the math, the math adds I'm up. kind of with you. Um, I don't know Doctor Strange, though. Like, I mean, we're talking different types of power here. She's very much space lasers, and he's very much magic. But also very, very not boring. Oh. So, therefore, he must be low on the This is our ball. scale. Maybe he's, we should use this for all of our movies. Who is, who is the strongest person in this movie? Who's the most boring? Yeah, exactly. Let's see if it adds up. All right. Let's see if it adds up in the future. I like it. Yeah. Well, I said, I was thinking about this in the comics. You can't really say anything because it's just whoever the hell's writing. Yeah, it's fair. It doesn't really matter. Like they, I think Thor's pretty strong at the minute. I've been re, uh, I've been. He's trying. a god. But then Hulk's usually stronger than most. Man, there's that's a lot. There's a lot. Okay, like we. It's we, hard to pick them. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that question, Jacob. We'll 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 argue about that all night. Yeah. So second bit of correspondence and thank you to friend of the show drew we do appreciate this this was to the podcast assembly at gmail.com the one you i mentioned earlier he asks in our opinion what three superhero movies receive too much hate i find that a really interesting question he's given his opinions i think if i'm thinking longevity wise um the second tim burton batman movie it doesn't get hate per se it's still sort of deified like the first one is but there's a lot of um not hate there's there's it has varying opinions because the villains are pretty wacky in it like it's very much in the sort of uh dark knight mold of it's a villain movie where batman is in it mm -hmm. so like the penguin danny devito's character literally bites a guy's nose off at one point and it's quite divisive uh, but that's one that I'd say, I mean, it's not hated. I can't say that. Um, his, his personal ideas were the amazing Spider-Man two, Iron Man three and Spider-Man three. Now, if you think about Iron Man three, that should be a plug for our previous episode. Say, Iron Man three gets a lot of hate. It does. It was better than I remember it being. It's, it's, it was just mediocre. Yeah. Oh no, I, I enjoyed it. No, nah, this is friend of the show. Drew. I, I I would go back and say that Iron Man three is better in a retrospective than it probably is. Probably given credit for. All right, we do appreciate a friend of the show, Drew. He just said, just, just a thought. Always love your work, guys. Uh, 
we've inspired him to create his own fan account on Instagram. So awesome. Hit up uh, the MCU Informer, guys. You'll uh, you'll find some awesome content there as well. We do appreciate it. Friend of the show, Drew. Love it. That's it for the show. Uh, where can they find us if anyone wants to get in contact? You can find us at the podcastassemble at gmail.com. We just said that. Or the po- or podcast assemble on Instagram. We are there. We will find you. All right. Thanks very much, guys. Later, guys. Tally ho. Tally ho.